Let's take off. Bongani and Nala on Radio 2000. Wow, man. So we've got Richard Brasso on the line. Good morning, Richard. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Bongani. Hope you're well. <laughs> we're good, man. Welcome. Richard, I think before we begin, just tell us about some of the work that you do as the National Hijacking Prevention Academy. We do training in the sense of how to prevent vehicle hijacking and also a lot of advanced driving and close protection training officers. Um, I think before we, 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 you know, we tackle how to handle being hijacked, Yes. talk about the myth um, or, or lie, whichever way, that is associated where people have this idea that tracker companies um, and the dealerships work hand in hand with the criminals where you go and buy a car. And because your car's got a tracker, the criminals will know exactly where your car is to come get it. So I buy a car today, and a week later, my car's gone, even though it's brand new. What yeah, you Bongani, say to that? that is absolutely a myth. You know, if you look at the most common cars hijacked in South Africa, the Toyotas, VWs, and Fords, there's no reason for the criminal to go that way. If I can give you a quick example, the yeah. average street price currently for a Polo Vivo 1400 is about 11,000 rand. That is not what the car will get resold for back on the street. You know where they sell the engine, the doors, the body yes. parts? The three guys that go and say, give your vehicle, they'll get about 11, and now they have to split the money. So the pointer, he's the boss man, takes about five. The other two guys get three each. So for them to put so much effort in tracking the car and stuff, for that small amount, it doesn't justify it, no. That's a myth. Very few of the body parts are directed to the VIN number. Um, it's only when you get to models like Volvo, for example, but the rest, a door, a window, a steering rack, there's no, it's not connected to the VIN number. You can take a Toyota Hilux, not picking on certain cars, but just an example, yeah. and you can use about, I would say, 95% of the body parts, and you would never know. What is the difference between a stolen, uh, let's say, door and a a new door, the price, that's the only difference. And and then is there any way that someone can potentially prepare themselves for a hijacking? Because if you look at the stats, at some point I can see that it's probably going to happen. How do I prepare or get myself ready for when I'm there? You know, 68% of this crime happens in a home driveway. That's not always necessarily your own, but there's a driveway involved. We have to start lifting our awareness. When you drive home in the afternoon, focus on your surroundings. You know, don't just turn into your driveway and stop with your car's nose facing the gate. Maybe stop parallel. If a car overtakes you, don't just think it's nothing. You know, they might make a U-turn at the end of the road or whatever. Stand, make sure. When you've opened the gate, as soon as you're in, stop. Close the gate behind you. Because remember, the deeper in you go, the deeper the criminals have to follow. And that is sometimes when hijacking rolls over into house robbery. You know, the traffic light, when you stop Mm. behind another vehicle, sit nice and comfortable, look over your car's bonnet. If you can see the car in front of yours, rear tires, touch the road, that is a nice stopping distance. So if something happens, you might be able to have an escape route. We have to lift our awareness, Pongrani. Are you saying that a lot of people get a hijacked simply because we generally aren't aware? Because I've just thought about this now. I mean, Lenovo was saying that when she went into where she stays, um, a car was behind her, and I'm sure she only noticed when the car was literally on her bumper. Correct. So are you saying that we could potentially prevent being hijacked 
by simply just being more aware of your surroundings? You can. You know, I always say in South Africa, you do not stop the crime. You shift mm. it. I'm sorry for putting it so bluntly, but no, you no, no, shift no, it, it to yeah. somebody else that's not aware. For example, I'm driving home this afternoon from the office. Yeah. As soon as I've taken the off-ramp from the freeway, keep in yeah. mind now, every big residential area in South Africa that's near an off-ramp from a freeway has got a filling station within the first two kilometers. The robbers like to sit at the filling stations. They wait for their target vehicles, and they purely just follow out. So when you drive, look at the filling station. I don't say look at people putting in petrol now, but have a look at the exits of these cars standing with their noses facing the road. Check the mirror. When you drive home, about two kilometers away, leave that cell phone. There's no phone call in the world more important than yours and your family's life. Just focus on your surroundings. Standing at the traffic light, get a little bump from behind. Don't just jump out, gentlemen. And, you know, we we big. We get upset at your new car. Mm -hmm. Ask yourself, Mm -hmm. was the bump hard enough to damage my vehicle? If your answer is, if that bump was very light, don't just climb out. It could be this little tap technique. Another one that is really picking up is, you know, we men... Friday afternoons or so, you quickly want to put in fuel for the weekend, you stop at the filling stations. Be careful when you're approached by ladies claiming they've been robbed and they need advice and help and stuff like that. They lure you, they climb into your motor vehicle, one or two things. They refuse to climb out, you must pay them. Alternatively, she asks you to take her home, and along the way, hubby and friend arrives and they attack. Yeah. Um, before we let you go in a minute, right? Yes, yes. Would you tell me I'm getting hijacked? What do I do? Your first objective is I want to survive this. You know, seven out of ten men are, are right-handed. So you will hands up immediately. Do not drop your right hand. The robber is going to think you're reaching for something, so you will hands up. With your left hand, you will lean across, take the door lever, and pull it. Your seatbelt you will release with your left hand. As you exit the vehicle, don't stand full frontal with hands in the air facing the person. Turn your body sideways. Lift your shoulders, arms over your head and neck. You become a smaller target. If there's kids in the rear, as soon as you've opened the back door, try and put your right leg and foot inside the motor car, transferring body weight in the car. So if the car moves now, it'll throw you where the body weight is and let it go. I always say, if I can see the color of the weapon that is pointed at me, I must realize they're so close to me, they're going to cause me grievous bodily harm. Let it go. We can fight another day. Richard, where does someone find you just to get a couple more tips or or possibly be in your, I guess, just get some help? Yes. The best would be go on the website, hijack.coza, as you say, hijack, H-I-J-A-C-K.coza. And yes, we've also, there's a document you can download of about 10 pages, days, times, why they hijack specific modus operandi, and there's a telephone number, hijack.coza. Richard Brusso, thank you so much, man. That's the director and founder of the National Hijacking Prevention Academy. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. with Bongani and Nala. Let's take off.